Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely wife, Rochelle, as always. And we got some friends with us, Mr. Shane Lynn, Mr. Townsend Lynn, uh, Townsend Lynn, Mr. Lawson Lynn from Townsend Supply, uh, Spice and Supply. And they were kind enough to come out with us this week. And we did a video um, for the YouTube channel uh, on how to make a basic rub. That was something that I never really had a rub recipe on there. I don't know why. I just never thought about doing it. But when you guys uh, mentioned that y'all would, you know, like to show people a kind of a jumping off point for a rub, I said, man, that's a great idea. So uh, we did it. Yeah. Worked well. What'd yeah. y'all think? Y'all, uh, it wasn't that bad being on camera, was it? No, it yeah. wasn't too bad. <laughs> that's what I tell folks. Some people get nervous, but, uh, there's okay. nothing to it. Yeah, they did great. I say you edit most of mine out, probably. Edit your. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shell's the edit person, so. She can make magic happen. She got to see what she does for me. <laughs> it was the fastest. She can put 100 pounds on you, take 100 pounds off. <laughs> Depends on how I'm feeling. Depends that on way. how you're feeling, yeah. But, um, yeah, we get a lot of people ask, like, what's a good rub recipe? I want to make my own rub. You know, some people have allergies. Some people have aversions, you know. So. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, you know, there's a ton of great rubs out on the market. Y'all make, I mean, y'all, y'all do co-packing. That's kind of, your, I guess, your background. We'll get into that. But there's a ton of great stuff to buy on there. I mean, there's, you know, store brand stuff and all the, you know, barbecue teams. There's a ton of great teams that have good products. But you still get guys that want to make their own or they have, you know, have, have something like that. And that, and that's what we wanted to show them that you could, you can make a basic rub with ingredients that you probably already have. If you don't, you can run to Walmart or anywhere and get them. And then put it together in the right combination to where you could go and cook with it. Yeah. And um, the advantage to making your own rub is you know exactly what's in it. Yeah, that's I mean, true, you man. You never know what you're getting in some of these rubs that, you buy off the shelf at Walmart. That's right. You don't you don't know what kind of ingredients they mm-hmm. use. Um and heck, that's that's a big part for some people, especially like you said, you got allergies or something like that. You you know, if you're or we somebody get, you're feeding has, you know what you put in it. So Yeah, yeah we get a lot of questions of you know, they've they have family, you know, they're child or their mother or whatever has you know allergies or, or diabetic or, or something or like diabetic, that because there's yeah. a lot of people that you know can't have the sugar mm-hmm. but they still want to make a decent taste in barbecue that's something i've kicked around have y'all ever done a, like a, a sugar sugar-free free. diabetic type bro i mean ap doesn't have any sugar in it but we make uh, a lot of people would rather have no salt that's really yeah. salt's a big thing too yeah. sodium content i mean some, my doctor stays on me about salt content and everything i have is salt in it we have a lot of people come in and say can you do that we want to do this but can you take this out you know, yeah it's going to be some kind of health issue generally it's salt but like i said occasionally you'll have sugar yeah more so salt though for sure you know it's important to us too we have a we try to keep a clean label yeah try to keep the chemical no junk out. Yeah. yeah just do you know do the best you can to keep it simple and clean and you know, and you can do well with that, and it, that way you don't have to answer those questions. If you that's can. true, that, well, I mean, it's a big market. You know, people is. that's that's that whole food type mentality. Yeah, if, you know that you want best possible ingredients you can get, the least amount of chemicals or GM, non GMO, all right. that stuff. Yep. Well, how would you do a, a sugar free rub? I mean. It would just be you just completely eliminate the sugar. Or is there something you could put in in, in the a lot of people? Of like when we get asked for a sugar-free rub, most of the time we won't put any kind of sugar in it because people don't really understand. Like fructose is an all-natural fruit sugar, 
I mean, it's not bad. I mean, a lot of people that are diabetic can eat fructose. Really? Yeah. And Body it, breaks it down different, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's a natural, it's a fruit. Mm-hmm. It's just the sugar pulled out of it. But generally, we'll just take it completely out. You don't use like sugar. Do you ever play with sugar substitutes any kind of no, way? No, not really. Because when we always prided ourselves in not using chemicals, yeah, no yeah. anti-caking, none of the, I mean, no of the sodium, gotcha. phase, whatever they're called. So I guess, I guess let's do a little bit of background on y'all. So y'all, y'all got into the rub business. Townsend, uh, y'all are from Melbourne, Arkansas, right? Yeah, yes, That's a, uh, what about? A little bit north of Jonesboro, I guess, or it's kind of it's on the White or close to the White River up there in that area. Yeah, North Central, North Central Arkansas, yeah. Izzard County, right? County. <laughs> What's the population? Uh, four, Thirteen thousand nine hundred. <laughs> Look out, I hear you. <laughs> That's a pretty big county. <laughs> but yeah, so y'all and y'all got into the spice business how long ago? Two thousand twelve. So it's okay. So roughly six years, six seven years, something like mm-hmm. that. When I graduated high school, with y'all started the spice business, and it was Townsend Spice and Supply had been around for a while, right? Y'all just, yeah. you know, we nineteen seventy eight Richard Townsend started the business to target uh, butcher shops. He made sugar cure sausage seasoning, and he ran a route. And he sold knives, drove all over Arkansas, part of Missouri, Oklahoma, Kansas. Had a little route and done done well with it, but he died suddenly and. John Hatfield worked for his wife, or worked for him when he passed away, and she was going to close the business in 1982, I believe. Yeah. And John bought it, and uh, you know a lot of the genius that we have today and some of these old things we have, he come from him. Really? He had a, he had a really good knack for flavor and breaking things down and growing the business, and and it's we still use a lot, sell lots of things that he created, mm-hmm. you know, that we've really done well with. Yeah. Like house, house, yeah, yeah. towns and label yeah. stock we, products? I mean, we've came up, since 2012, we've probably came up with uh, 10 products that we sell regularly, and we've got 40 different blends, and he came up with every one of them. Really? And he was just pretty well a chemist. I mean, he didn't really really know it, but he's just a chemist in yeah. disguise. You know, he, we have a blue label sausage seasoning and our sugar cure that's been around since the beginning yeah 1978 mm-hmm. we have uh richard townsend's old um, recipe book that he hand handwritten recipes hand, that's cool written all the recipes yeah we still got it in our office there and i mean it we have went back to it like you know we just make sure we're i mean you know, we can't forget where you come from yeah so so i know y- y'all do a lot of co-packing too uh commercial like for restaurants things like that but you also the little guy the you know somebody that's that's got a recipe that wants to develop a rub y'all do y'all do that as well and so that's a big part of it and that's kind of what i what i thought would be good for us to talk about today was what it what it's like you know if if i got a rub recipe i'm out there you know i've been working on this but i'm thinking about getting it bottled what i mean i may have never talked to a co-packer what would it be like to talk to you guys what's the just kind of tell us about the process what what a small guy could start out with. When I, you know, generally that call comes to me first. I take that call on and uh, try to establish what type of customer we're talking about, what they're looking for. Get the recipe. It goes to Lawson. He, he busts down the cost and he looks at it and says, you know, whether we can or can't the way they want it, how it's going to turn out. And generally we'll send out, like I say, we get through that process. We send out a round of samples. First round, don't charge anything for that. Just... You know, we try to do something that nobody else does anymore. Everybody's grown into this, you know, this big conglomerate, if you would. And uh, we're trying to keep that, you know, this, the guy starting out, he can't spend all that money to do those yeah. things and all that research and everything. And 
you never know who the next big guy's going to be. That's right. That's you know, right. So, and we try to give everybody the, the same shake. And, yeah. uh, so how much, so just to throw a ballpark, I'm not, you know, asking you to quote, but what would it take? What, what, what would somebody expect to spend if they had a recipe they wanted to work with the co-packer to get it, to get it in a bottle? Get it in a bottle. I mean, it's kind of difficult to say what it's going to cost because we don't know. I mean, of course, every recipe is going to cost a little different, but the problem we're coming into now is used to we hand bottled everything and if people wanted five or ten pounds of their own rub they could call me and i'd make it for them send it to them no problem but now we got this new automated bottler and if you don't set up and run 200 250 pounds i mean it's really it's really not worth the time that it takes to set it up pull pull it down and that's probably what like 20 something cake, 26 cases, something like that. Yeah. Something if you're like running 250 pounds. Yeah. There's, like there's 12 bottles, 12 bottles yeah. in a case. In a case. Mm-hmm. Uh, At the same time though, we still try to, we try to, we don't want to lose sight of where we started and try to keep that guy that calls and says, I've got money. You know, some of it, and I, and I send emails every day back and say, well, here's kind of the basis. You know, we'd like to, it doesn't mix well if you don't buy a hundred pounds and yeah, you know, some guys can't pull that off, but they don't, you know, they're just feeling testing the water and, uh, but a lot of guys will go ahead and step up and say, "Hey, let's try this," and and not 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 always will they bottle it. They just want it in bulk. And, yeah. Well, I mean, because there's different ways you could use it. If you're not if you're not going to try to take it to retail, you may just want to make it for the year because yeah, it's yeah. the shelf life on a lot of these products. It, a year minimum yeah. is is what they are, and then some of them will even go further than that. There's nothing. There's not a lot of spoilage. Oh, yeah. I if mean, you'll if you'll keep it dry. I mean, keep it in a controlled temperature. In a year, up to two years. There's even. no problem. Yeah, no problem. Especially that bulk box. It's, in a, it's a liner tied. I mean, sunlight can't get in it. Sunlight yeah. can't get in it. And it's, it's amazing. It'll stay good for a long, Air long time. Air and sunlight is the biggest killer. Yeah. When you open up, you know, when you open up a bottle of anybody's rub, air and sunlight is the one, what gets it. But, um, there, I guess, you know, what you, what you, what I've noticed is they get saltier as time goes on. I guess the, the half life of the seasoning, the flavors of all that kind of mellow out. Mm-hmm. They knew they go more towards neutral and the salt just kind yeah. of stays prevalent. And that's about the only thing you're going to notice on salt yeah. if, if they go too long. And that's the thing about salt. Salt stays salt forever. Stays salt. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> a lot of stuff loses its potency and just kind of goes bland, but salt, it's going to be salty yeah. forever. You know, you're about the only thing you'll lose shorter than a year will be, uh, sage and sausage blends i tried you know if you've got more sausage season you can use up in probably six months even sealed uh sage just gets real weak to me it, mm. it does the same thing in the sausage you know if you're yeah yeah but other than that everything else stays pretty fresh so i guess y'all are signing uh, no you know no compete kind of you got some kind of contract be the first step somebody has something yeah. they call you sure. send you a recipe do you send back samples pretty quick or oh, what's, yeah. what's the process of like Say so if I got one that, or you know, a rub that I that I've got the recipe for, and I want you to you know see if you can duplicate it. So you what, call, how long does that take, or what happens? So you call me on Monday with a recipe, or email me, and I'll take it over and look at it, look at it, get with Dad, and say, I mean, you think there's anything that needs to be changed? You think there's anything? It's because a lot of people they think they want these fancy high dollar ingredients, but they don't know. Right, right. And, uh, We'll look at it and we'll kind of recommend before we just say, okay, yeah, we'll make this sample for you. We'll kind of say here, I think it's the reduction you should go. Why don't we try this? Let me make this for you and send it to you and see what you think. Uh, generally, I mean, a seven-day turnaround. On a wow, sample. really? That's, that's yeah. quick. That's pretty quick then. Especially if they've got a recipe. Now, the people that call and say, okay, here's this, 
Uh, I don't know what's in it. Just create it. (laughs) Yeah. I've bought five different guys' seasonings. <coughs> mixed them all together, equal parts, and this is what I want. Well, I mean, that's a you've got forty ingredients. I bet you see that a lot too. Though, yeah, man. people think. I mean, people think oh, copy them and trying yeah. to copy something. Yeah. You've got this machine up there; you can just dump it. It'll spin it out to exactly what it is. <laughs> no, it don't work but, like that. That, that machine is taste buds. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you do in that case? A lot of times. I mean, they've got they've got to have a recipe yeah. of some kind. They'll say, "Okay, that's well, what the, one of the use, people I work with. That, that's the same thing. You got to have some type of yeah, recipe." But like, I mean, I've had people come in and say, "Okay, we use Malcolm's AP rub, Lowry season salt, uh, Johnny Triggs smoking gun, and here's how we mix it." I'm like, "Okay, that's <laughs> not really a recipe." I, I don't, I know. That's what I'm saying. You can't. You mean you can't make that? I mean. Well, I don't know the recipes. I mean, yeah. I can take one of my all-purposes. I can take one of my spicier barbecues. I can take, I mean, these three items and mix them together and see if you like it. And, of course, she'll send it to them. And most of the time, people say, yeah, that's, you know, that's not too bad. It's pretty close. I mean, but then you got that 25, 30% of people, but, oh, that's yeah. just terrible. You know, you're <laughs> not right. Close. Somebody, you know, a lot of guys won't <laughs> give you that. If they've created this this blend, they won't give you the opportunity just you know that this is what I want. This is how I want it. And you mm-hmm. know, some people are not open minded about it, and that's okay. But other people, if you send out that, what I like to do is I put send out about four samples, number them, no name on them, and you pick the pick the one you feel like fits your needs the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so many times they'll call back, and it won't be the one we've tried to duplicate for them. It'll be something we've made come we've up adjusted. with. Yeah, now, I've cooked pork butts with all these, and this number two is is hitting home right here. And they and they'll think this is what I was after, and it as it turns out, you know that, that opens their mind a little bit. If yeah. you would. I think that that helps people have an understanding because you know you can take a butt side by side, and I can cook it, and you can cook it with the same product, and it'd be completely different. Mm-hmm. That's the thing people don't realize about rub. It's not reinventing the wheel, but everybody's got their own twist, you know. Yeah, and I, I mean that's the thing about it too. There's a million different ways you can go with one. Sure. And they're all they're all some combination of the same mm-hmm. ingredients. Like we threw up in the video, the yeah. basic recipe. I mean, th- you can find those ingredients in some form or fashion just about in every rub recipe. Yeah, it's just quantities of how you throw I it mean, in I've, there. We've probably got eight or ten different house barbecue seasonings. Well, all, I mean, they've got pretty well all the same ingredients. Just different start ratios. the same way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What What's the most expensive ingredient that you guys see that people that, that y'all use? That we use regular. What's, what's costing the most in the rub? What's driving the price up? Black pepper, of course, is high. Really? The black yeah. pepper? That's... Black pepper, I mean, it's been really high, but it's it started, it's crested, and it's on its way back down. Garlic, back a couple years ago, there's, of course, we use Chinese garlic because it's the best in the world, they say. Yeah, I was hoping you brought that up. You, you were talking about that uh, earlier, and we were just hanging out talking. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know any idea that Chinese garlic was the best. Yeah, I mean, I mean if you use American garlic, it takes twice as much to be the flavor. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's something you can't convince people of. Really? Yeah, like, you tell them that's Chinese garlic, and they're like, "Oh, I can't." Well, well you, I doubt the black pepper's coming from here either. It's not locally no, grown or anything. I mean, you can you, you definitely can't afford it if it's going. But now it does come to the states whole and uh, it gets ground. Yeah, I mean, we can buy it ground out of the states cheaper. But we like, I mean, because it comes here whole, they steam it, they clean it, and then they crack it to whatever course you want it. And it's just so much fresher. I know that you had sent me just some basic, you know, seasoned ingredients. Black pepper is one of them. 
that's some of the best black pepper. I don't know if it's because it's so fresh or it's just a better quality, but you know, what, what grind is that? You know, I call it a restaurant grind because that's what it's close to. Like if you come out of a grinder, but what, what, what grind? The most common is 18 mesh. It's what 18 mesh. You know, and it's available in all sizes you can get, but. That's most every rub we do, unless they request something else is 18 minutes. Has that in it? Yeah. I know it's got, I mean, as far as black pepper, man, it's so fresh. That's what it, it tastes. Yeah. It tastes phenomenal. You know, before we uh, got into the spice deal, everybody's like, I mean, you'd hear somebody say something about like Watkins pepper or something like that. I'm like, hey, well, ain't no difference. That's a great product. Yeah. Uh, What's that? Wat- Watkins pepper? Yeah. I've never heard of that. No, it, they do an awesome job as well. Yeah. But I mean, I, I get tones. I, I was Whatever they have, bulk at Sam's Club. I mean, that's where I buy my spices. They're yeah. at Kroger, you know, Walmart. Yeah. yeah, and that's just what we have. I mean, I don't. Now there is a store in Memphis. It's really. Have y'all ever been to Penzi's? Have y'all ever seen one? Mm-hmm. Penzi Spice Store. I've just looked. Man, at the they sell so much cool stuff in there. And it's it's like they have it packaged, but mo- a lot of it they just have it in bulk, and you get what you want in little containers that way. You know, most people don't need three pounds of paprika or whatever. You yeah. just go in there and get whatever you need. And Man, a, they've got some cool stuff. We kind of proud ourselves of that, too, because Townsend's never really had a retail spot. But when we built that building back in 2012, we was like, well, if we're going to be here on Main Street, I mean, we might as well just put it in a little retail. And, of course, our business is 95% wholesale. Yeah. But that other 5%, it's cool to come in there and they say, well, how much black pepper can I buy? So, well, you can buy from 2,000 pounds to an ounce. <laughs> whatever you want. Whatever huh? you want. Like, <laughs> you make it happen. I'm here to please you. I, we, we, got to, we got to go up there and hang out with y'all. Was that two weeks ago? It's been a few yep. weeks back. We went side by side riding down to the river. Yeah, big Cal- time, too. Man, that was fun. But we stopped by the store on our way there. You know, when we first got there, we come into Melbourne. And, man, I thought that was the coolest setup y'all have. It's kind of like has that old general store yeah. feel. With the big counters and then everything on the wall, it's kind of eclectic. You know, it has that's it's really neat. If anybody's in Melbourne, Arkansas, they need to stop in and see y'all's yeah. store. We have a big draw. I don't, I don't know how many miles, but lots of people come in just to buy their stuff, and it's it's kind of a destination location. Really, they'll come a yeah. hundred miles and eat lunch, spend the day, and uh, it, it's, we've met a lot of we've made a lot of good friends. Really, yeah. coming up there, yeah, because I mean. Next to this one being in Memphis, I, mean, I don't know of any other local. I mean, where do you go if you want to buy local fresh spices? Yeah, there's. I mean, Penzi's would be the only place that I would know. There's, there used to be one in South Haven. It was like an Indian owned. Some of those world markets or places like that have more spices. But my problem going to those is I don't know what I'm getting in there. You know, <laughs> some of it's not even English. You know, so I, I mean, I've been I've been in some of them, bought some stuff, but uh, the. It's so easy to go to Sam's Club and buy a big bottle yeah. of Tones for five bucks, you know. Mm-hmm. If you went and looked in my pantry now, I've probably got eight of them big, you know, different, all different seasonings. That- yeah, and it goes back to what we talked about earlier when that rub, it's, that works. Everybody, yeah. everybody can pick that up. Everybody yeah. can do right. that. And it's, it's easy. You know, one thing that um, I didn't realize when we started bottling our own seasoning was um, I thought we had a recipe. We send them a recipe and they're going to send it back. But I guess there's so many different spices and stuff. Um, when it came back, it wasn't, you know, it didn't taste the same as, mm-hmm. as we did it. Um, so when you go through this process, that's one thing a lot of people don't realize is that you're going to have to do some revisions. Definitely. So how many revisions is common, I guess? Uh, generally, I mean, that's one of the reasons we send four different products, three or four, when we make the sample. Because if you're going to the grocery store and you're buying uh, the little 
uh, Sam's Choice or Best Choice, garlics, onions, stuff like that. It's not going to be as fresh. So when you try ours, a lot of times it's just overwhelming. I mean, they're like, wow. I mean, I didn't run. Ours don't have near this flavor. That's This is way too strong. I don't like this. Then we'll make it. We'll tone it down. Kind of do whatever. But generally, three or four recipes, first time out. And by the second time we send you a sample out, I mean, we'll have it narrowed down enough where you'll either be like, yep, that's it. Or here's the one difference that I want to change. Yeah. So two to three. Yeah. Two to three. Black pepper and garlic are the two things. And chili powder is a third, you know, that are just so much stronger and fresher the way we do it versus what you run to the store pick up. So that that's that's what it really probably boils down to. We're not using – if I'm buying Sam's, they're not fresh most yeah. of the time. You know? But, you know – I mean, as fresh as what y'all are getting. Black pepper is one of those – I mean, it's probably the biggest because you don't realize how hot black pepper is. I mean, because some of the stuff you buy, it may have been sitting in that jar for two or three years. So it loses its potency it, it, over – It does over a certain period of time. Uh, either that, or I don't know if it's, I mean, how long it's been since it's been ground, but the stuff we buy, it's pretty well fresh ground. Uh, we don't grind anything in house, but the heat level, I mean, people, uh, the heavy black pepper rub and we make it for them like, man, I don't know if you added white pepper, red pepper, what you added, but it's hot. Then it's just black pepper. It's just black pepper. What's the hottest pepper y'all bring in? Is there one that's just blow your head off? Well, we uh, that's that's a funny We've had question. Rules about that, but we broke them. <laughs> we kind of we kind of made a deal when we first started, and then this Carolina and Scorpion, all these peppers mm-hmm. were coming around the ghost peppers, and we made a deal. We was like, look, we're not going to do them. Of course, you've got them people that call. Oh, I just want the hottest stuff you got. You can't make it too hot for me. Yeah. I don't care what it is. You can make it. I can eat it. Well, I talked to this guy that uh, he has a chicken wing place, and uh, he used quite a bit of rub. And his recipe called for Scorpion, Ghost, and Carolina Reaper, all three of them in wow. one run. And I said, it's What's called, he trying to do? That's what I asked. I said, it's called Gonzo. I said, yeah, because you're going to be gone. With <laughs> yeah, something's going to be gone. And, and it's unbelievable. <laughs> but the usage, I was like, you know what, I'm going to, one time, I'll try it. And uh, it's, you know, I've never really experimented with them, but they are unbelievably hot. Really? Did you oh, try it? Oh, yeah. You I mean, it? you can't. Yeah, they have an awesome flavor, but. How's that? I mean, your mouth goes numb when you yeah. taste this seasoning. So you're working with goggles and gloves oh, and I, I respirator yeah, and all I, that stuff? I got, put my glasses on, put a respirator on. It was, I mean. I was it, in my office. You know, we, we're so tolerant to habanero, jalapeno, cayenne, and we don't think anything about it. Doesn't yeah. bother us to have it on, you know. I was in my office working, and my face was burning. <laughs> and I got up and I said, what are you doing, son? And he says, uh, well, I'm making this for this fellow. It was unbelievably hot. Really? Like, I never experimented with them, but, man, you can hurt somebody with them things. Yeah. Oh, I believe it, man. I don't do – I like spice. You know, I, I can tolerate a little heat, but I want to, I want to taste it. As yeah. far as the blow your head off, make it make you sweat and cry and all yeah, that, yeah. man, I don't, I don't get it. I'm not, I, I like a jalapeno. Yeah. Uh, habanero is a little hot for me personally. Uh, it's got a good flavor. It does have really good flavors. Uh, habanero generally is the hottest thing that we stock. Habanero powder. Yeah. And it's just powdered form. I, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen powdered habanero. Yeah. That's nothing I've ever, I mean, they don't have that at Kroger, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> it works well. Do you use powdered jalapeno as well? Yeah, we do. I got powdered cayenne, jalapeno, uh, and habanero. They have, I don't know where I got it. I think it was from up at Mike's at 17th Street when y'all were, you know, y'all always sponsor the barbecue mm-hmm. contest. And there was some of that jalapeno Greek that y'all did. It's like a Townsend house. Is that one y'all came up with, or is yeah. that? 
And that was actually the Greek recipe is, I mean, that's one of them John came up with forever ago yeah. and because it's a good all purpose. You can put it on anything. Oh yeah. It's, man, it's as good as Cavender's. Yeah. You know, I like y'all's better than Cavender's because it's not as powdery and it's probably because you're using more granulated ingredients yeah. a bit. And that's, that's another thing that people come in and they'll say, you know, I like this better than Cavender's. I mean, you can kind of see it better. You yeah. I mean, you can see, you, you feel better about using it. Right. Right. And, uh, yeah. Cavender's, you don't know what's in there. It's just some <laughs> greenish powder comes out. <laughs> It's good stuff. It is good. They've done and the Cavenders, they need to be commended. That's they an have, Arkansas company, isn't yeah, it? They're out of Harrison and they have done a awesome job. I mean, they make salt free and regular and they sell it in every state. Really? I mean, I had a buddy one time, he was working out in Washington State, sixty miles from the Canadian line, and he went into this grocery store and he said, uh, he called me, he said, You ain't gonna believe this. He said, I'm the furthest point in the United States I can get away from about anything, and there's cabinets on the show. <laughs> yeah. well, but they did an excellent job of that. Oh, yeah. I, mean, it, I didn't realize they were Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're out of Arkansas. But it's a, I mean, it's an awesome product. I mean, you can put it on anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've done a good job promoting it, but the product pretty well promotes itself. Yeah. It's a great, I'll, I like to use blends when I'm cooking because it just makes it so much easier. Um, the magic dust. Uh, the chicken, I use it on chicken a lot. Oh, is it chicken dust? That's magic, magic chicken dust. Magic yeah. chicken dust, yeah. We use it on um, chicken tenders a lot. For salads. We'll, yeah. we'll make a, like a grilled chicken tender salad real quick. So we'll use that. And with the, with some of the, the Greek, too, though. Yeah. That's what we used it for. I'll do half and half, yeah. The jalapeno Greek is. I'll tell you another good one. I like that Bar X. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. It's That's got so a little smokiness. It's got some hickory or, hickory or mosquito or something to it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's hickory. Yeah, it's but it's not like you know how sometimes you get that smoke additive and it's that just tastes fake. Yeah, yeah, Better yeah. And, yeah. The, whatever y'all are using, it doesn't taste fake. It gives it some good yeah. flavor. And they do a good job on that company we buy it from. Is that powder too, or is it's, it a, it's, something y'all are treating it with? No, it's powder and it's super fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's maybe the finest thing. We got. Is it a salt? No, or it's just hickory. I don't know how they make it. Essence of hickory powderized. I mean, it says hickory huh. powder. That's pretty neat. But not like a. 300 pounds, that bar X has like three pounds in it. Yeah. I mean, it's so fine and so stout. I mean. So it's like powdered sugar consistency kind of? It's or? finer than that. Yes. Really? Oh, really? I mean, like if you take a cup of it and dump it on this table right here, it'll run like, I mean, it'll run like water till it gets flat. It won't, yeah. it won't sit there at all. Yeah, it won't follow up. If you get it on your fingers, it wants to be liquid. Your fingers will be sticky when it touches yeah, it. Yeah. It pulls the moisture out. Yeah. You, can yeah. pull, you can pull a little of it out right here, come back tomorrow, and it'll just be hard as a rock. It'll draw every huh. bit of moisture it can draw. Really? That's weird. It's so dry and fine. So, uh, when I, I have a recipe, I come to you guys, we go through the revision process. Um, once I get a recipe that I like, what's the next steps? What can I expect after that point? Well, like I said, he'll break down the cost. That's the important part, right? Communicate that. We'll talk about cost, and then we'll talk about size of container. Whether you want it in bulk, and how many you think you want, how many pounds. Give them a breakdown for poundage. And uh, kind of lay all that out and let them decide which direction they want to go, and then we go to work. So, do y'all do the labels too, or do you have, do you get them refer them to like outside label yeah, we companies? We do not. We started out doing that, but it takes so much of our time. You know, I have to communicate with the customer, and then I have to go back to the label company, and it's just a constant back and forth. And I picked up some of that those ideas from you guys, yeah. and you get all that done, ship it right to me, and then we do it. You know, because those yeah. questions you have to answer. Yeah, we've worked answer. we've worked with several different label companies, and it's. There's I mean, a it's a process. More, yeah, it's a, a lot more to yeah than, than working just with the rub because you're doing. 
at the same time you're you know you're working on trying to get the flavor right on the recipe you're working with the designer usually to come up with an idea and then you go to the label company and work with them on the parameters of what you know so so what happens depending on the size container you use usually the co-packer gives you like a a label size that they say okay our machines will run uh, you know xyz size label then we have to go back put our design on a label that size and work with the label company to create, you know, the overall design. And then that's another expense. I mean, labels are, they're not cheap. No, no. And that's when we first started, like you said, they were, uh, I mean, we would take time out and say, okay, what what are you looking for? And then we'd have to call the label guy and say, okay, here's kind of what they're looking for. Well, we don't really know what they're envisioning. Yeah, yeah. You're not us. you're not making and, the brand for me. Just working on the rug. Yeah, right? and you throw a graphic designer in the mix. Yeah, but it got to where it's hard to find a good graphic designer too. Yeah. Man. It got it's to where we would get it approved and then come in the tin or something be wrong. And like oh, I'm just not really pleased with that. <clears> when we finally got to the point where we was like, you know, I mean, we'll supply you with a nutrition panel. You get a hold of somebody that can make you label, design your label. Or if you'll get it designed, I'll put you in touch with who makes our labels. And that kind of drew people into the, okay, yeah. I mean, we're, they're more satisfied when they get their own label, especially when they got that little bit of skin in the game. Cause like I said, labels aren't cheap. I mean, yeah. And that kind of drives them to want to buy. I mean, they don't want to just throw their labels away. The tough part to get over the hump of that guy that needs a hundred jars, you know, when they set up and run that hundred labels, they're going to rip your head off. Oh right? yeah, man, you're paying because so they're much. They're having to get paid too, yeah. and you understand. That's right. That, but you know, I paid a dollar a piece for that. That's what I was going to say. I mean, yeah. they don't start getting um, what I say cheap, like you know, down in that five six cent range until you get up in the ten thousand quantities right. of labels. Mm-hmm. From what I've seen, the companies I've worked with. Yeah. Now that's about you can usually the lowest I've seen is like four and a half cents. But you're talking, you're buying 100, you know, 80 to 100,000 labels. That's a, that's and that's a ton. I mean, for, for, for somebody starting out, they're not, never going to buy that many. No. I mean, no, I've got this one customer. They buy a hundred, they won't buy about a hundred shakers every 12 to 18 months. Well, they'll call and say, okay, I need another one. That, well, a dollar and 18 cents on top of whatever they're paying us for shakers yeah. is label cost. Right. Yeah. And they're, yeah, yeah, they're wanting to change them. But and the thing is, they're hard to put on. I mean, because you hand they, you have to hand put those, those on because it's a yeah because it's small a batch. specially label and they just make a hundred of them. Yeah, and they'll actually come. I mean, peel back. I mean, it's a single label. We used to do that band together, yeah. and we'd get them. It's so hard to get them all on straight. Mm-hmm. We we still are on bottles. We did it like renegade style. We <laughs> we first started. We you know we we're getting it in bulk, bottling, put the heat gun on it, sealing it up, a little cap, and all that. You gotta start somewhere though. Yeah, start somewhere. But it's a job. I mean, you don't realize how hard it is to to fill fill those bottles, and mm-hmm. if you're doing it by hand like that, to go back and to label them and to heat shrink them and pack them and all that, that's a oh, yeah, that machine well, makes it so much easier. Don't oh, it's it? unbelievable. <laughs> What's the time frame like from now, when I first send you a recipe to when I can have bottle in hand? What I mean, what's the time frame? I mean, if you just want a bottle with no label on it, then we can have it to you that day. I think I think you're talking more about what can somebody expect. To, yeah. I mean, man, I say I don't know what y'all say, but from my experience, it's six months to a year. Yeah. I mean, the process just going back and forth. Now, y'all may have a if they've got a label, you know, and they've got all that. It's it's different, but um, if you're having to do the whole process, what, what do you what do y'all think? What'd you guess? I mean, the thing is, 
It depends on how long it takes you to get your labels. Yeah. I know y'all had a couple new guys working with them from the time, like say they gave you your recipe to where they are now. How long, how long did that take? Um, I mean, we can do it in a couple months. Pretty easy. Two or three months. Yeah. That's, just, that's, I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, really good. cause we'll, we'll jump right on it. I mean, we won't, that's one thing. If you call today, we've been used to being able to ship it that day yeah. or the next day. Uh, but we, we hadn't been into this modeling deal. Well, now, I mean, it takes longer. It may take you 30 days to get your label like you want it. So, so that's the hard part. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we can have the product ready and ready to run in a week, but we, we just got to get them labels and get everything approved. And you got to get your, a lot of people want the UPC code. They got to find that. They got to get the nutrition panel. Yeah. But, that's another animal. We could talk about that. Well, when you're first starting out, I use just buybarcode.com and they're not, they're not um, associated. Those are codes that somebody else is actually buying and just reselling. I don't know how 100% legal it is, but they do it. But your product isn't actually associated with that code. It's not legit straight-up code until you go to GS1. It's like a, a governmental it's a type. Yeah. yeah. Oh, GS1 is expensive. I mean, you're, you're spending a couple thousand bucks yeah. to get your – and you get 100 codes. I think that's the smallest level. That's what I have now. I had to convert all mine over. Because a lot of these people's systems won't even recognize those other codes. It might show up, it's a VCR made in Taiwan, and it's your rub if you go just buy a barcode offline, you know, on, on the internet. Yeah, but mean, if you got to go through GS1 and go through the whole thing, that's a whole nother. Sure. I didn't do know how to do it, to, so yeah. I kind of walked myself through it, but it's something that you could really need some help with. Yeah. Do you have to have a UPC code? No. I don't know. That's a question for you. Yeah. If you want to sell it in any kind of retail store, I would imagine yeah. you do. But you Maybe. can sell it online or you can sell it in your own yeah. retail yeah. location or something. Anybody has a point of sale system that, that you're, that's selling for you is going to want a barcode. Yeah. I mean, that way they can scan them in and out. But no, legally, you do not have to have <coughs> There's no law that says you have to have it? The, you know, one thing we do that most people don't is... Like you said, once it, once we get established and going, whether you got a restaurant or whatever, you can call us today, butcher shop, whatever it may be. If you want a box of sausage season, a box of rub, we'll send it that day. A lot of places you have to buy a thousand pounds and store it, or and that and that's a hard hard thing to do as time goes on. But it's something we've that we've always done, and we want to try to keep that going. Yeah, because that goes back like we talked about the guy that can't buy a thousand pounds, but he's trying to scratch out a living, you know. And, and that's a big thing. There's a, it's hard to find a co-packer that'll work with you on a smaller scale these days. You know? Most yeah. of them only want to do what? Thousand pounds? Five, 500 to thousands. Yeah. What I see, you know, some of the ones we work with and like, minimum, those are minimums. Yeah, that's and that's minimum. a lot of product. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. not a lot of guys out there buying, you I mean, know, these backyard guys, I mean, 96 cases. Yeah. I'm just a few No, when you get started, here. I wouldn't, <clears throat> it would have scared me to death. When we it first started, First time I ordered from our first co-packer, I, I had to order 500 pounds. And I was like, there's no way we're going to sell 500 pounds. No way. <laughs> but they let me split it up. So I got some five-pounders and some bottles. And I think it was like 26 cases of bottles and 10 cases of, I don't know what it was. But we stacked it up in our garage, old house we were in. And it, was and it, was, it looked like a mountain to us. us. Like, man, we've, yeah, we've just spent probably, you know, close to two grand. Which is a lot of money. Which is a lot of money when you first start. Yeah. And you don't have any, you know. And now we look at it, it's like, you know, you're ordering 10, 12 pallets at a time. You know? <laughs> it's amazing how it grows. But you never know. Like you said, you don't know who the next guy is going to be if, you got, you know, if you're working with them. I mean, it might be somebody that's, that's going to 
sell that much. So you got to start somewhere. That's right. Well, and I think hats off to you guys for what you've accomplished because you're you're trying to create awareness in in a business that most people are just trying to sell product. Yeah. And you and I have talked about this, but selling product is not. I mean, that's what you do. But what you're trying to do is is teach everybody how to do it in their backyard. Get in your cabinet. You know, you're everything you do is you're trying to create help that guy. Yeah. You know, and and not everybody does that. Well. I think spreading that word about barbecue is the most important part, and I've always said that. Yeah, selling the rub and sauce might pay the bills, but the main goal is information and, and yeah. creating the recipes yeah. and, and things like that. That's what we've always tried to keep our focus on. Is yeah, and I think it. I mean, I think it makes it successful too. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I don't disagree. And y'all need to be commended again. I mean, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, you can go on. <laughs> Maybe go, slap because we're crazy. You can go on. You, <laughs> Thing is, you can go on YouTube and you can look up how to smoke alligator, how to I mean stuff that you're never gonna do, or you can go to how to barbecue right. And I'm gonna have, I may go home tonight and cook chicken wings. And I may have a question. <laughs> no, I don't have to call you. I'll just yeah. get on YouTube. That's that's true. I mean, I mean everything you do. I mean, you, anybody can do it. Or the app. You yeah. got the app. I don't. Oh man, <laughs> download the app. It's all on I, there. Well, yeah. I didn't know that was the option. Oh yeah, yeah. Android or iPhone, whatever you got. Free too. <laughs> I'd recommend that meatloaf. The meatloaf, you, you, you do like the meatloaf, right? Bringing that meatloaf up, but it's, yeah. it's awesome. I'm thinking that three pound tomahawk steak. From the <laughs> that was there. the best steak I've ever eaten. The big one, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I, I, it was a high, high quality cut. What kind of? What was it? It was a prime, prime. from uh, Matador. I believe he yeah. sent uh, Matt sent me those, didn't he? Yeah, that it was, was, a little, that was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. We actually had to make sure that it would fit on the PK before, and it barely fit. Yeah, the, before the, before starting filming, that yeah. I don't even know if this thing's gonna fit. Did you have to build two fires on different different sides. So you... I just did like a two zone, you know, just to do that. But it was awesome. It was. Well, it looked. Well, so um, y'all got a state contest coming up. I saw it's on schedule. Yeah, Melbourne, Arkansas. Are y'all helping promote? Are you promoting it, or is we it are. is it Townsend? Yeah, we're the promoter. Well, we'll be there. I'm gonna, okay. We're going to load up and drive over there. Yeah. It's only three hours for us. You're going to bring that Man, uh, if I bring a steak trailer, I would bring convoy. Hey, all you got to do is bring a barbecue grill. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. I know we're coming. I don't know what, how we're going to do it. The bad School's thing is it's in August, right? Yeah, August 10th, yeah. I wish it was like the weekend before school started. Yeah, that would have been a good last it. hoorah. Hey, like I told Mike the day, you don't learn nothing the first week. <laughs> first week. <laughs> Just doesn't go. They won't no, count you absent. That, yeah, they don't count you absent the first week. Well, you didn't know, huh? <laughs> we're usually ready for school to start back. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're counting the days down. It's time. Yes. Boy, you had a big time up there. Man, yeah. we did. That was that was fun. If, y'all, if, if uh, people don't know about that part of Arkansas and the White River, um, it is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, that where well, we were actually went to the the rivers, uh, Mount Olive, right? Mount Olive, yeah. And it's just was it about fifteen miles from or sixteen miles from Melbourne, yeah, something yeah. like that, down Highway Nine, is it? Right. Yep. But it, that is some beautiful stretch of land right there. I didn't know there was hills like that in that, that close to my house. It makes it hard I mean, to leave home. I bet it does. Yeah, it does. Some of the best trout fishing in the world, right there. Yep. See, I've been going up there over there for years, but we've been going a little further north up to Calico, which isn't too far above you. I mean, it, no, I mean, it's you, about twelve miles on the river. Yeah, on the on the actual river. Yeah. So, so I've been fishing there and didn't even know Mount Olive was there. 
We didn't know you're that close to God. Didn't know, I didn't know. We always went north. You know, we'd put in fish and we'd go north and fish back south. We didn't go south. I mean, I guess straight down the river wouldn't be no time. Right no. at y'all's cabin, wouldn't it? No. You can, I mean, it's a 20 minute boat ride. Yeah. We Wide open. At least two or three days. All on about the second day, we're looking at each other like, you know, we could sleep back home. Be back home. <laughs> we could be standing. And we do a lot, yeah. you know, because uh, it's, we love it. I mean, but the thing is, you wake up on Sunday morning at an event somewhere and you're like, man, I've just burnt this weekend. I could be standing waist deep, catch a small mouth. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a six mile boat. Or deer right? hunting or turkey yeah, hunting. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah. This time of year, though, it's hard. Everything's greening up. Turkey season, turkeys are gobbling, and you're just like, man. I, I tell you, know. I enjoyed the most just riding around up there on the oh. back roads, man. you got miles and miles. Yeah, and it's good. beautiful. And, yeah. It's just beautiful. Crossing yeah. creeks and, mm-hmm. I mean, just going up hills. It was, it's awesome. I've never really ridden. Oh, we talked about this before, but I've never really, you know, ridden on side-by-sides, like, made an event of it. It was always a way to get from point A to point B, but... We that gotta, was a lot of fun. Yeah. We got to get that on the schedule. And y'all have, there'll be times up there, there's 25, 30 people riding like that. Oh, yeah. And see, down in Mount Olive, where we live, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of a cult. You can't really get in down there unless you got something. Really? Yeah. That's, that's the status yeah. quo, huh? And you you got to have one. If you're having a party, something, I mean, because, like, we used to make fun of it. But, like, if somebody gets a load of gravel, I mean, you got to have a party. <laughs> whatever it is you gotta have a party i just make an excuse yeah. to have a party yeah we'll build it's a gravel party yeah well i mean oh got a fire going yep. does we'll that mean party. y'all just sit around drinking beer watching so much spread gravel oh pretty well <laughs> you got a fish fry or cook out or whatever it is yeah. everybody no when you get there on friday you don't get back in your vehicle if you're there yeah. you ride your side by side there'll be 20 of them yeah. sitting around the yard anytime we have an event well, like, guys were there yeah yeah like, that, that, that was July. that was a year ago how many side-by-sides were there for it today? Man, every, yeah, everybody had one. I mean, everybody it's unbelievable. That was, that was fun. That was the first time we got to go up there, and you had um, – that was nice of y'all. Y'all invited a bunch of people out and did a big fish front. Man, the guy front fish was awesome. Was yeah. he the sheriff, you He's said? He's a sheriff. He's a yeah. sheriff, yeah. <laughs> and he is good at it. Yeah. And was, I'm picky about catfish. Like, I came from catfish country, and he cooked it. But you know what I said? Right I said, this man ain't from Arkansas. He, he's not, I knew, he's, and I, he's, I knew that when I ate them catfish. I said, that man ain't from he's Arkansas. He's from Mississippi. You knew where he's from, did you? I, I, knew, I knew he wasn't from Arkansas. He's from, he's from Mississippi. He's yeah. from Mississippi. Yeah. Because yeah. the way he's cooking fish, guaranteed. That? That's Mississippi fish. Ain't no Arkansas boy cooking yeah. like that. Yeah. I ain't saying they can't. I'm just saying that style of fish like that is a Mississippi. Not many people know how to do it. I mean, unless you're in, from Mississippi. And it's not just Mississippi. It's central Mississippi, typically. Yeah. 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 And the around the Delta area. Where's Jackson he from? Greenville. Yeah. I don't know if that's native, but that's, Is that's Central where he Delta. Yeah. Greenville. I guess yeah. in the heart of the Delta. Yeah. So, just kind of to recap about you know the process when we got our first bottle, how much did it cost us? When we about two grand is what we. Started. I that was what I would say. We probably yeah. put into it. And that was a while ago. So but that don't count you? all the testing and stuff right. I was doing at home trying to get it to the what I thought was the recipe. Yeah. But that when was we our first, labor yeah. costs and our bottle costs. You know, I don't know what I spent. I bet labels was another five or six hundred yeah. bucks just to get started off. Yeah. And we ended up with how many cases would you say? I think 26. 26 cases. The yeah. bottles and then some, the rest was five pounders. Yeah. Probably yeah. 25 cases of five pounders. So what, what's the cost nowadays for someone looking to get, get <clears throat> would you ballpark it? Uh, you want bottles? Yeah, bottles um, to retail, to sell. Uh, generally in between that, 
three dollar, three fifty, okay. I mean four bucks. Yeah, four bucks on the high side generally. Uh but on average you'll do for mid threes. And that's for like a sixteen ounce size. Yeah, it's yeah. a sixteen ounce bottle. It'll hold anywhere from ten and a half to fifteen ounces probably. Yeah. I would say you might as well go ahead and figure it's gonna be four bucks a bottle if you you might come Small in under to, that, yeah. but yeah. you got to figure that label cost because you're going to be bearing that cost yeah. prior to that. So. And you got to yeah. work it into your bottom yeah. line. Yeah. You got to all that. Even the, even some of them, like you have to buy the caps and now I don't know all co-packers, but some of them don't don't furnish the bottles. You have to buy the bottles from a company. You have to buy the caps to go on them. Have to have them sent there. Then have to have the label sent there. We and all they're doing is making yeah. spices. We yeah. have all that in stock. And, uh, and that seems like it'd be a headache if you I mean because you never know how's your how's your capper gonna learn what yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's what if I was if I was running them, I would want I'd want them to all like, be the same. Yeah. Y'all fixing to use my jar. Yeah. And my lid. You know, I might can source a different color or something yeah. for you, but yeah. we're gonna use a standard. And that's the thing, we've got two jars and two lids that we run through our yeah. machine. But there's a bunch of different I mean, you don't think about it, there's a bunch of different jars out there for rubs. They're not all just clear with Black or red top. Yeah, it's unbelievable. You got like the Cavender style. I mean, you mm-hmm. got all different kinds of things. I tell you, he's got some cool ones. Traeger. Have y'all seen those little cans? Yeah. I'm like, man, there's no telling what they got in cost in those, is it? Well, no, they like we and again we mentioned this earlier, but they've they've spent a lot of money and, and yeah, created that brand and done mm-hmm. their marketing team is fantastic. They, they are. They're they're going on a whole different model. They're not on a barbecue model. They're on a whole different <laughs> groundbreaking type. You know. They, they've taken uh, cues from the big, big-time companies like Apple and, and things like that. They're on a whole different level, really. Um, or Yeti. Yeti, yeah. Looks like it's yeah. more lifestyle marketing, I guess. Yeah, that's what they're going for, that lifestyle, mm-hmm. yeah. We're doing lifestyle, too. They just don't know it. Yeah, right. <laughs> barbecue lifestyle. <laughs> White River DJ. That's right, White River DJ in the house. <laughs> Wait that river warms up. How warm does it get? It don't get much warmer in 53. Times. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's gonna be. no, I was thinking like earlier, we was talking about the yeah, I jumped me and another guy jumped in at New Year's Eve night. Well, it was, I, I was dreading it bad, but I told him I'd do it. So we go down there in our Ranger New Year's Eve night. We're both got our swim trunks and Crocs on. We lock arms and run off boat ramp. Of course, we got in and we was like, well. This ain't too bad. It's warmer than yeah. Day. I mean, because it's warmer yeah. than it was outside. Yeah, but now Fourth of July, when it's ninety-five degrees and you jump in it, your heart about quits. That's man. I've never seen somebody get back in the boat so fast. We was up, we was up river. <laughs> yeah, my buddy was with us. His, I think it was like July or something. We were there fishing a bachelor party. He jumped. He was going. Yeah, I'm gonna jump in this water. It ain't nothing to it. Well, he jumped in. My joker coming right back out fast as <laughs> he went in. Couldn't breathe. He took his breath. Yeah. Who was that? Andy Cap. <laughs> I figured you were going to say that. Uh, so, does someone have to be in your area to work with you guys, to, or no, could they be from all over? No, we've we've got customers all over the country. Yeah, we sure do. And Where's the farthest place y'all ship to? Uh, we ship to Washington, Jamaica, Jamaica New <laughs> York, really? uh, Idaho, California. Yeah, so y'all do. Yeah. Y'all ship Yellowstone. Well, yeah, there's actually a guy that just opened a barbecue restaurant in the, at the gates of Yellowstone. Really? How'd yeah. they find y'all? Internet? Uh, I don't really remember. Word of mouth referral uh, or something? Little Mike's in uh, Rigby, Idaho. Rigby, Idaho. And the yeah. second one is Firehole Barbecue. And uh, Well, you do a lot of the conferences and stuff, so you probably yeah. meet, y'all meet a lot of people, don't you? And this guy, it was, it was one of them funny deals. That's crazy was, that they're making, they're he, making a rub in Arkansas and shipping it all the way to This guy had a gift box, and it had Big Hog Barbecue in it. 
I don't know where he got it. I don't remember. It was probably something we donated to an event and he ended up with one. Well, all of a sudden our website, this, he'd go on the internet and order 15 one pound bags of Big Hog Barbecue. And we didn't know who this guy was. And we're like, you know, I mean, we'd email him back. If you'll just call us, we'll sell it a little cheaper. We'll give you the wholesale price since you're buying 15 yeah, pounds at right. a time. Save you a little on shipping and everything. Next time, 10 or 15 pounds on the internet. Finally, I just pick up a phone call him, and it's this Mike guy. Yeah. He said, well, it's just, I mean, it's easy, convenient. I can just go on there and order it. Don't have to worry about it. It shows up here. I pay for it with my card. Done. I said, well, look, I'll set you up, and I'll send you a 30-pound box, and you don't have to open these one-pound bags. And I said, it'll be four fifty a pound versus six fifty. I mean, yeah, it saved him money, too. And he said, wow, I should have done this forever. Ago. Well, yeah, <laughs> double the product. <laughs> They were featured on uh, Triple D, one of I don't know if it's Yellowstone or if it's a rugby location too a while back. Good people. Good people. You ever been up there? That's a beautiful part. Man. I have not. We went up to Montana up there, which wasn't too far from where we were, and it was man, it's unbelievable. Some yeah, of the people were big sky. Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah. All over there. Think about what we do. How many how many people have you good people have you met and made friends with since you Man, in barbecue, everybody's like that. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's incredible to have the, yeah. the, the family of, of barbecue and how good the people are that are involved with it. I mean, not saying that there's probably some bad apples, but I don't know many of them. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And they're willing to help, too. They are. Yeah, the yeah. barbecue family as a whole, I mean, about any of them will help you in any way they can. Yeah. So is there anything about your contest you want to get out? Uh, it's in August what? 10th? August the tenth at Cooper's Hawk Golf Course in Melbourne. Yeah, everybody sign up. Band, right? <laughs> yeah, sign up. I don't think you got a problem getting teams. What's the payout? No. Is it thousand bucks yeah. for first? Yeah. Just typical standard yeah. SCA payout. payout. One hundred fifty dollar entry. We're gonna do. Uh, a, we're doing one twenty five entry. One fifty. One twenty five. Oh, that's a good entry. Yeah, yeah. we're wow. gonna do a one bite challenge too. One bite challenge. Uh, Completely that. open, like no yeah. rules. No rules. It's SCA rules. Look, yeah. 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 I yeah. see you, girl. You got them gears turning over there, girl. Be careful. The folks that, the oh, folks that play music, your place going to come out there? We talked about it. We haven't nailed it down, but I think so. I think they're open to it. If anybody wants to play golf, bring the golf clubs. It's, yeah. pu- it's a public course yeah. there, right? It's the number one public course in Arkansas. Wow. wow. Beautiful. Yeah, they, that, by that time of year, the course, I mean, it's just phenomenal. They do an excellent job. So you bring a fishing pole, catch trout, smallmouth. You can bring your golf clubs, and you can bring a grill and cook a steak. Why yeah, bring you side by side. Why wouldn't room? you want to go? Well, yeah, and I'm in. Sam's got the, the restaurant there. You guys ate there the other day. Yeah, the restaurant's good, man. Yeah, he does Dude, it. he did a – Mark ordered it. It was a cheese skirt burger. That was the one I t- – yeah, it impressed me skirt. so much. Yeah. It was – basically, it looked like he just took a bunch of cheddar cheese and threw it out on the griddle some kind of way. He let it get good and melted where it got crispy. It didn't stick and put the burger on it, flipped it up off of it on top of the bun, and then served it, man. So it's got this cheese skirt all the way around the outside. Yeah. I don't and know then you kind of fold it up on it and eat it. And it oh, man. It was, the crunch is awesome. Yeah. Man. I don't know where he came up with that. But boy, that was an awesome idea. Yeah, that was good. Okay, what did I have? I had the fish, catfish. catfish, catfish yeah. Fish. They were good. They were good. They were real yeah. good fish. They weren't Mississippi, but they were <laughs> <laughs> But he had some good food, man. Quesadillas look good, too. I didn't get to try them. Oh, you can't good. beat the quesadillas. That's what you ordered. Yeah. The, the, the house one. It's yeah. like loaded. Yeah. Put everything drag it, on it. Drag it through and let her walk out. Yeah. <laughs> you don't make many mistakes out there ordering. Uh, no. great job. That's what we talked about the other day. You can order about anything off his menu and be satisfied with it. Well, Shell, anything else we got to talk about today? You no. Wanna... I'm, I feel like if someone was interested in you know bottling their own rub, they probably have a pretty good idea. Is there any other, you know? information y'all would want to get out there to someone who's interested in, in working with y'all? 
You bet. I mean, it's not only, I mean, you don't have to be just the bottle person. Like if you're a backyard competitor, you cook five or six barbecue cook-offs a year and you got your own recipe and it's nothing too, I mean, just bizarre. I mean, call me. I'll work you through it. Um, if you got your great uncle's recipe, yeah. you can make it yeah, happen. Call me. Like we'll work through If you want to buy 10 pounds a year, I mean, yeah. I'll make it for you. And matter. you can get it in a box. You don't have to get yeah. a bottle. You don't yeah, have to you don't have to get a box, tub, however you want. Yeah, nobody do. does that anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's the thing. Like, so that's that's how you build relationships and keep them with people. Is ten pounds, five, ten, thirty pounds, whatever it is you need for an event. You know, we we like to do that. So. Yeah, and I've got that reminds me of this one customer that I've got. I uh, can't remember his name. His last name's Thatch, but he brings a case of court mason jars every year. Okay. And he has his own recipe. It's hot meat seasoning. And I it's like a barbecue rub? Or? It's just a all-purpose hot. Yeah. It's way hot. I don't know what he does with it, but it's hot. But I don't know what he does with it. He brings, he brings 12 brand-new mason jars, unopened. In them. I cut the top off, open them, put two pounds of product in them. I make him 24 pounds every year. Close yeah. it up? Close yeah. it up. Put it back in there. Run a piece of tape across it. He leaves a, he leaves a jar, hour, hour and a half, goes back. Yeah. There you go. I guess Christmas presents probably. Yeah. 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 That's pretty cool, though. I get in trouble. He might be buried him somewhere. I think it would be worth something one day. Who knows? If someone just, like, a lot of times companies just want to put their name on a a rub or a a spice and and give it as, you know, promotional items, they could just come. Do y'all do? uh, House blaring, relabeling. I'm sure y'all do, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. We do a lot of that. Yeah. We do a lot of fundraiser stuff. Yeah. Hospitals, schools, things like that. Yeah. One of the most unique ones that we've had was just the other day. This guy called him. He said, uh, I'm trying to promote my funeral home. He wanted some. I said, Okay, what can I get you? And he said, I'm looking to spend 250 to three bucks on something small. And I need a hundred of them. Of course, we've got, we don't really advertise them, but we've got a little four ounce jar. And mm-hmm. if you're going to buy a hundred or 200 of them, we'll put one of our products in them. And uh, he wanted it. It was something he just wanted his funeral home name on it, the number and the address. <laughs> so he's having an open house at his funeral home, and he's what do you want it? Some full of salt uh-huh. and MSG. <laughs> 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 we're going to drum up some business. <laughs> he said, "What's the most unearthly stuff you got?" Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's what's the stuff that'll put you in the early grave? <laughs> lots of it. Lots of it. Grave digger rub. That's a good product. <laughs> grave. <laughs> That's probably trademarked on the monster truck. But that'd be a good rub. No grave digger. That's an unusual way to promote a funeral home. It yeah. is. I must use most of calendars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like his style. <laughs> but yeah, so guys, tell them everybody where they can find you. We haven't even talked about that. We're at uh, 725 East Main in Melbourne, Arkansas. Yeah, or you can uh, find us at uh, townsandspice.com. That's T O W N S E N D, Spice. Dot com. I'll call you on the phone too. Call us on the phone. 870-368-3688. We're easy to find. We'll put all that in the description mm-hmm. so folks got a way to contact you yeah. when we get the video up. And uh chill. Go to the sign up for the state contest. In yeah. August, right? August SCA, 10th. August yeah. in Melbourne, on the Arkansas. SCA website already. We plan, you know, we planned for fifty. We'd like to have a hundred teams. Wow. That'd be monstrous if you get a hundred there. Yeah, y'all got the space? We do. Good. We think. We think. <laughs> okay. no, the golf course is on board 100%. They're excited about yeah, it. Yeah, awesome. We'll I know it's going to be a good time. So. Yeah, we'll be at the state team. 
Steak team on. Steak team's coming. This shirt right here. Yeah, you got the steak man shirt on. <laughs> ready. You gonna cook in it too? I don't know. I kind of hate to uh, cook in an event we're putting on. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I want to. I just want to yeah. go in there and cook and beat everybody. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want a Cooper's hot. Uh, that look a little yeah. <laughs> Are they gonna do a judging class or anything up there to yeah. get some judges? Do you know a date on that yet? I think the way I read it, they're gonna do. Now they'll do like a judges, but they'll do a little crash course the morning of that. Yeah, yeah. But that. were they gonna certify some people beforehand? So I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I know that a lot of times new contests they like to if they don't have that many judges yeah. in the area, so they can get some certified ones. That's all SCA questions. We'll have to ask those guys. Yeah. But hey, Shell, where can they find us? If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to Barbecue Right at or it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course YouTube, How to BBQ Right. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell, Instagram, and Twitter. Hey, we appreciate y'all checking us out today, guys. Thanks so much. Thank y'all for coming for doing the YouTube video for sitting in here in the podcast with us. If anybody's got any questions, man, y'all send them send them to us, and we'll get yeah. Shane and Lawson to answer them. And man, y'all get let's let's get to cooking. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> we'll see y'all next time. See you.